Late last week, the Office of Management and Budget released another in a series of pandemic memos. Now it looks as if there is solid commitment on the part of the government to ensure contractor employees who can't get on premises to do their work to get paid leave. That's both a matter of equity and to ensure contractors stay in a ready-to-roll state. For industry reaction, we turn to the president and CEO of the Professional Services Council, David Berteau. And David, did that last memo look like what contractors felt they needed? Tom, uh, thank you. It, it's uh, a memorandum that we were anticipating for quite some time. You know, there's been lots of discussions about the pending OMB guidance memo on what's known as Section 3610 of the CARES Act. Um, and I think OMB had a, an opportunity here uh, to provide guidance that, that really clarified uh, a number of issues. In fact, as you know, uh, PSC and a number of other trade associations had submitted a letter to OMB asking for some additional clarity in the guidance associated with that. Um, the memorandum in some ways provides that clarity, but in other ways it reinforces the inconsistencies that we're already we're seeing across the agencies or, or even within the agencies. And, you know, the, 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 it builds on an earlier OMB memorandum, one you and I discussed uh, last month, which was issued on March the 20th, um, and that, that's the one that emphasized uh, uh, the maximized teleworking, which uh, we think has been executed by and large across uh, the agencies. Um, but it also emphasized the need to maintain uh, key personnel and skilled employees in a mobile-ready state, and actually Section 3610 of the CARES Act uh, was designed to help agencies do that by reimbursing them for some of their costs. The statute itself has a number of definitions that are unclear, or at least that we see agencies have interpreted in, in different ways. I'd be happy to cover some of those. And unfortunately, the memorandum from OMB uh, did not actually clarify many of those. It, it did create uh, a clear start date, effective date of March 27th, although it doesn't prohibit agencies, and some agencies have done this, of covering costs prior to uh, March 27th, because uh, Section 3610 actually has words that during the emergency that was declared as of January 31st. And so there's some evidence that Congress intended for it to go all the way back to that emergency declaration. So there's some wiggle room, apparently, on the part of agencies, and you're seeing inconsistency in the dates over which they'll cover this uh, paid leave, or what else? What are some of the variations you're seeing? The dates are there. Uh, the extent to which companies can start billing for these costs uh, before the contract has been modified. Um, some agencies have issued guidance says you can go ahead and, and start including those costs in your invoice uh, for reimbursement. The question of what's included in reimbursement, uh, you know, the, the OMB memo uh, clearly says that you reimburse at contractor billing rates, um, but that uh, it should not include profit or fee. And yet, in many cases, particularly, for example, fixed price contracts, those billing rates include uh, an assumption, a basis of estimates for uh, uh, fees in, in those billing rates themselves. And so there's a lot of ambiguities that still need to be worked out. Unfortunately, it's not very good if these are worked out one contract at a time and one contracting officer at a time. So what we were looking for from OMB uh, was enough clarity that would provide some consistency. And then finally, I think it's important to remember both from the CARES Act point of view and actually from much of the broader guidance that the White House has put out, that it's not just a question of maintaining performance on the contract. It's a question of, in fact, keeping the missions going, keeping all of the government operating, 
um, and, and keeping people employed and on the payroll, the economic benefit of that, um, the governance benefit of that. And, and that gets short shrift in this OMB memo, unlike some of the other memos that we've seen from other agencies, that which clearly emphasize the need to keep mission operations going, uh, to keep companies uh, working, to keep uh, civilians, federal civilians working as well, and to keep people on the payroll. These are important, broader issues that we would like to have seen addressed in the OMB memo. We're speaking with David Berteau, president and CEO of the Professional Services Council. So basically, you were looking for a bullet point by bullet point start date, allowable costs to be reimbursed and types of work to be reimbursed, all of these things to be spelled out by OMB, and that just didn't happen. Well, what what you don't want is you do not want to undermine the contracting officer's uh, roles and responsibilities. What you want to do is to emphasize that in the execution of those roles and responsibilities, there are certain characteristics which they should in, take into account. And, and that gets back to the broader question of, you know, keep the government operating, not just the part of the government that's addressing coronavirus, but all of the government operating uh, to keep people working and to keep companies getting paid so that they can stay in business and reduce the economic impact. It was those broader things that we think contracting officers should take into consideration, and it would have been useful had OMB emphasized that more, more dramatically. There are other things going on, of course, uh, across the board as well. Uh, you know that that uh, that I think are, are worth mentioning. Um, you know, one of the things that OMB emphasized in their previous memo, and that actually both federal acquisition regulation rules and defense supplement rules have been issued over the last few weeks um, to accelerate the payments to companies, right? And particularly for small businesses where cash flow may be a real problem. Um, and, and PSC recently issued a press release praising some of the government's actions there. I'll provide you a link to that so that you can uh, post it on your website. Um, but we think it's really critical that the government accelerate payments uh, across the board wherever possible, not just to small business, but even to, to all businesses in order to keep the cash flow going. This is one part of the economy where the funds are already appropriated for fiscal year 20, so it's not going to cost additional money. And it would be useful to get that money into the hands of the companies so they can keep paying their workers and keep the economy going. And there's also even a few little shoots of thought of reopening parts of the government. Well, you saw last week that the White House uh, posted a statement of, of three phases of reopening. And those phases are each judged by a variety of characteristics that have to do with uh, uh, testing capabilities and where the disease is going and what the incident is, et cetera. And, uh, and we don't have a timetable for these yet, but one of the lessons that we've learned, I think, from the past is that um, bringing the government back after people have been away for a while is not a seamless, just snap your fingers and it's done in an instant kind of thing. Um, and in addition, you're likely to have, at least in the first phase and maybe in the second phase as well, a requirement, for instance, for agencies to continue. Uh, everybody has to be six feet apart or you're wearing masks, et cetera. And there are a lot of workspaces in the federal buildings. You've been in them and you've seen them where it's pretty hard for people with the existing workforce to stay more than six feet away from everybody else. So there's some real questions as to how this is going to come into play. Part of those questions would be, where is teleworking actually working today? And, you know, many of our companies, uh, 80 or 90 percent of their employees are, are teleworking. And, and I think it, it, it presents a really unique opportunity for the government to revisit how it buys services because um, all too often, as you've seen, many of these contracts are just buying 
people, labor hours, labor categories. I want Joe sitting at this desk outside my office rather than actually focusing on getting the results delivered that the government needs to have in exchange for its money uh, on these services contracts. So a focus on getting better results and measuring those results as opposed to measuring input would be a real welcome benefit from uh, from the uh, sure. from this whole crisis and, and in, the, in the reopening there. So we'd love to see that happen. I guess people are at the point of saying, well, you know, old Joe is great to have out there doing all that work, but he does eat sardines for lunch, so maybe it's best if he stays home and still does the work. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll focus on, uh, on getting the real results needed there. Meanwhile, of course, Congress has a challenge as well, in addition to the activity going on with, you know, the small business uh, funding that ran out from the CARES Act. Um, and consideration of the next emergency supplemental, whatever it's going to be. Uh, there's also the regular order provisions of, you know, the National Defense Authorization Act and the full-year appropriations. We saw some real signs of progress uh, uh, in the past week when uh, when the House uh, Appropriations Committees uh, sent out the allocation numbers for each of the subcommittees. The staff are marking these things up. You know, Congress may not be here, but the work is moving forward. At, at PSC, we have a number of provisions that we're pushing in the National Defense Authorization Act, and of course, we think that the single most important thing Congress could do uh, to combat coronavirus and the economic impact would be to enact uh, FY21 appropriations on time in advance of the start of the fiscal year on October 1st. This would provide certainty for agencies of what they're going to get in FY21, and uh, it would allow them to obligate the available funds for FY20 without having to hold them back due to the uncertainty of what's going to happen after October 1st. So we're encouraging Congress to move out on all of those fronts as, as rapidly as possible under the circumstances. David Berteau is president and CEO of the Professional Services Council. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.